0: We got a problem here, and it's more than just Alvin streaming Punisher. When life begins to suck, who's reporting it? Luckily, you got two friends who you won't forget. Coming live, Alvin and friend on survival, laughing nonstop. Case drops on a cycle, louder than intrusive thoughts off an iPhone. How they make the world seem bright with the lights off? AFs, it might as well stay up. Lies being told like that dinosaur BS. Magnifying glass to the ground if they don't see us having a time, roasting your favorite pizza, who's Hello and welcome to another Tales from the Hood. Fran, what's going on, man?
1: Not much, man. What's going on?
0: Nothing at all. I want to make a quick announcement. Uh we've been we alluded to it on the last Tales from the Hood. Then we got into it on the regular episodes. We are doing our first live show. <laughs> Long overdue, long overdue, long, long, long overdue. It is time to get this man in front of an audience talking to people so people can feel that Fran energy, that magnetic Fran energy. Fran, I want to let you know, along with people that are listening, the, the show is a third of a way sold out. So if you want to come on January 15th, 2024 at Zen West, the Zen West, might have mentioned it before, very crucial part of my early teens, late, I mean, I mean, not early, not early teens. I was legal when I was drinking there. So the, we don't. We're not even gonna get into that. I was twenty one. Always. I was always twenty one. Every you? time I went to Zen West, a wonderful roadside canteen. Hey, look, I was. You always, always of age. the
1: other way. You always like to come on here and be like, "Hey, man! Whenever you guys dabbled in indulging some, you know, some uh, some criminal activity, you know, I kind of like fake a stomachache and leave. This is my uh-huh. time. This is my turn to go. Like, hey, man! When I felt like y'all was doing illegal things, I went. You know, I, I'm not gonna. I don't want to join t- tonight. I don't know and, what illegal and, things you're referring that, to, and right? that's what you guys, <laughs> and that's what you guys were indulged with. And I was like, you know what? I'm a responsible early adult. I'm not, uh-huh. I'm not yet at legal age, so you know what? I'm not.
0: Well, that is true. Fran was not, yes. and I was. But anyway, <laughs> Zen West Roadside Cantina in Baltimore, Maryland. We are doing our first live show. A third of the tickets are sold, so that is good for us to know that we are not be, we will not be performing in an empty room. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up to us one time for selling some tickets. It's still early. The early bird special prices are available through or until Christmas, and then it will go up a little bit into regular general admission ticket prices. So if you want to get those tickets early as an early Christmas present to yourself, hop on it. We would love to see you come to our town and, and have a fun show. Friend, uh, what are your thoughts on your first live performance, man? What are my thoughts on it yeah like how are you what are you how are you prepping are you what are you trying to get mentally you're just gonna go in and and wing it like what are, how oh, are you feeling like
1: oh my anxiety is through the roof okay absolutely <laughs> I don't know how how am I supposed to prepare for something I've never done so I mean like uh we'll see i I hope not to make an ass out of myself but you know uh oh, well, it should be fun though I'm
0: everybody's excited. there to see you so that is it's I'm a built-in excited. comfort. It's not like going up and doing stand-up in front of a bunch of people that are like, I'm just here to see funny. Well, that's pressure. I and, don't know. Well, well it's know like, what else well, else they're just to here it. to see you.
1: And that's pressure. What if people come to see you and you don't perform? Mm. What not- if people come
0: to see their idea of you and you don't meet that expectation? There you
1: go. Damn. Now yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. A, I'm a take, you know, you know Should the, we cancel you the know, show or what's up? You know, you know, you up? know the uh, the gift of LeBron James when he just walks out of the press? Yeah, that's, that's if, how you're gonna do it. If, if, like, I'm gonna just hop, up, I'm gonna just grab my bag and my drink, and I'm like,
0: decent. You're this like, what's up? Y- what's leave. up? What's up, y'all? It's friend. I hit the postman sound, and nobody laughs. You're like,
1: fuck this. I'm gonna leave. <laughs> <laughs> fuck this. I catch you on the next episode on Thursday.
0: <laughs> Hand you guys handle the rest of the show. I'm
1: out. <laughs> I'm out.
0: <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, Tales from the Hood, affirmative murder at gmail.com. Please get those emails in. I'm so thankful to everybody who sent some emails in. Um, I'm going to let... I, I don't want to be rude because I appreciate people's audio submissions. But we recently got a slew of audio submissions from people. One, I got one that was like 30 minutes long. I got another one that's like 20 minutes long. It just is not... I'm, I, can't, I can't. We can't sit here. You have to start a podcast. I, I hope that... I'm sure the story, I'm sure it was cathartic to get it out. I hope that... I really do. I can't play 20 minutes of audio from somebody. I just can't. We can't sit here and then be, and then if me and, you know, me, not not Fran, me, I'm very guilty of this. I don't like to let anybody talk. So now you're talking for 20 minutes. I'm jumping in, pausing it. Now you're 20 minute audio. And
1: and I'm sitting here. I don't know when to jump. I don't know when to talk. (laughs) Because if you're talking for 20 minutes and he's talking, I'm sitting here. Like a sitting duck, and I'm just like, I don't know. And Fran where. spaces out, now and now he I, didn't even I, hear oh, the story. And now I'm zoned out thinking about <laughs> sports and all kinds of stuff. Oh, man, it's, it, can, it just gets, it's a mess. So it just be 30 <laughs> minutes of you talking
0: in your car or at work or yeah. wherever you are doing your thing. So, like, I'm asking people, if you will send an audio submission, I would love that. I love them. Please keep them under five minutes. I, please. Realistically. And, and, and I, I encourage you, listen, Rode is a great audio company. Go get you some road equipment, and if you have 30 minutes on your mind, go start a podcast. I'm sure it'll be fantastic, but you cannot send us in a 30-minute audio. What do you want us to do? This, it's only supposed to be like 30 minutes. The yeah. mini, It's a mini sold. So if yours is 30, how long is the rest of the show going to be when we go to read the emails? too? Now we're talking about two hours. Yeah. So just, again, AffirmativeMurder at gmail.com. Please get your audio submissions in and Anybody who sent in, if Appreciate you sent in effort, a... Though. We appreciate the effort so much and you taking the time. But if you send a twenty one minute, a twenty minute one in or a thirty minute one in, send another one in. Try to consolidate it. If you can't consolidate it, maybe try to how about ten? How about I meet you? How about we split the difference? I meet you in the middle. How about ten minutes? That way maybe I could edit it a little bit. We can get it down in like eight minutes. Yeah. We just want but, the
1: meat. We don't want the meat and the potatoes. Just hey, the meat. Yo. <laughs> just uh, to just me what pause what uh, but uh, uh let's get into our
0: first email uh, from somebody that um it says you asked for halloween stories and we did we, we, we asked for, cam and mace have started a real it hey, is real, it, it is what it is they brought it back man um don't blame us uh so <laughs> anyway um this email reads <laughs> it says you asked for halloween stories I'm Linda. You can use my name. I'm a 50-year-old Japanese lady in a town smack dab in between San Diego and Los Angeles. Okay. When I was 17, I took my niece and nephew trick-or-treating. My sister insisted I didn't take them to our old neighborhood. She said it was too dangerous and to take them to the other side of town, so we're safe. We hadn't been to many houses yet, and all of a sudden, a car with loud teens screamed past us. They come back, and I feel something hit my face. I thought it was a rock. I look down and there's blood all over my homemade clown costume. My 10-year-old nephew tries to pick me up and put me down. Fool. I'm fine. But we went back to the house we started at. The lady I would babysit for in this good neighborhood. That's the house they started at. Mm -hmm. So they went to a good neighborhood and somebody hit her in the face with something. The police came. I was shot in the face with a pellet gun. Wow. I was just glad it didn't hit the kids in the eye. My mom had to pay $200 at Urgent mm. Care to have it removed so I wouldn't set off metal detectors. Damn, it went deep in her face. Wow. Lodged in there. And we learned it was safer to trick-or-treat in the poor neighborhood because they knew us, and no one got hurt over there. Thank you. We love you. Uh, thank you very much to Linda. That was a great one. Short, sweet, but, like, has a, a, a twist or, like, a shocking moment. That was a very concise email. Give it up to Linda one time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I- you just get shot in the face? with you get I, licked? I, I think I'm going to jail, man. I'm going to jail, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do not let me catch y'all again. Alone. whatever. Oh yeah, it's don't easy. let me like get a
0: good visual of your yeah.
1: car. Oh, it's a wrap. I it's want the two
0: hundred bag. My kids get licks. because yeah. you you shot at the you shot at the whole family.
1: Yeah, it could have hit any of us. No, that's a, that's that's a forever beef. It's, I, yeah, like we still have an issue, but you got you got lucky. That it didn't hit the kids and hit me. Mm. Yeah, for sure.
0: Somebody trying to be dumb and play around and you blind a kid. Yeah, don't go around shooting BBs at people in the dark. That's crazy. That's wow, man. Out of a car? That's like that's a that's a drive by charge, right? Yeah, yeah that's, like, that's gotta be even BB or not doing a yeah. drive by <laughs> shooting has that to be has like a, a specific charge.
1: <laughs> it's crazy.
0: Like oh, what? It's mischief night. You're supposed to throw an egg at
1: somebody. <laughs> hey, toilet paper. Pulling something.
0: up and and pulling out like the shotgun like from Boys in the Hood and shooting no, somebody with a BB crazy. gun.
1: Web to G Post TP people's uh, houses. Yeah, what man. To that? Like, take a
0: parking cone and go put it on somebody's lawn. Something yeah. silly. Affirmative Murder is brought to you by My Life in a Book. With Mother's Day right around the corner, I just know you guys are thinking about a truly special gift for your mom. Well, let me tell you about a pretty priceless gift MyLifeInABook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book that you could pass down from generation to generation which I think is a pretty awesome memento to leave behind. Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you wanna ask. Your mother or the mother can either type her response or record her voice. mylifeinabook.com then compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audio book using her voice recordings It would be like preserving her voice and her stories for all of eternity. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories, and this is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm in the middle of my My mylifeinabook.com journey, and I'm really excited to see how it turns out. I've been asking some pretty thought-provoking and funny questions, and, you know, I'm excited to see the response, but I'm also just excited to have the physical book in my hands and know that I can look back on it in 20, 30 years. The interface is super user-friendly. The questions are super easy to set up. It's a breeze of a process. So what I need you to do is check out mylifeinabook.com. That's mylifeinabook.com. And use code A-M-P, that's A-M as in Mother's Day, P, at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for the mom in your life this Mother's Day. One more time, that's mylifeinabook.com. Use code A-M-P for 10% off today. All right, here we go. We got another one. This one I'm really interested in based on uh, the, the title alone. It says TFTH First Racist Encounter. Hmm. Also, you can use my name. Okay. Right out of the gate. Love that. You, you've drawn me in. You've given me consent. And I love both of those things. So here we go. Hey, Alvin and Fran. My name is Mariah. I'm not that good at introductions, so I will jump right into the story. That's great. I love that. You're, you're nailing this so far, Mariah. This is the story of my first racist encounter. When I was about seven years old, my family and I donated some bags of clothes to a donation box in the parking lot of our of our local grocery store. While putting the clothes in the donation box, a car drives by, and a white woman rolls down her window and screams, "You n words are always stealing!"
1: <laughs> <laughs> and here's the crux of racism, right? <laughs> how Is do you that it's, it's, it hurts, but how do you like not laugh it's, though, man? It's just, <laughs> Because you gotta think of the scenario, right? Because now this is I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna
0: tell you why I'm laughing and I want you to tell me why you're All laughing. All right, okay. So why why I'm laughing is the, the the hilariousness of racism, right? Is this family, the uh Mariah, her mom probably woke her up early, like, hey, listen, I know you got some extra clothes in here. We're gonna go do a good deed for some people today. And you're like, oh, come on feel like it. I'm tired. No, no, no. This is a good deed. We're going to go do something nice for you. So you wake you up. You guys are cleaning the house all, all morning, putting, loading the car up. You go and you're, you know, you're going to do this nice deed and somebody rides by, not minding their business and tells you that you're stealing clothes from a box when you are just doing, you're just in the middle of doing a good deed. Yeah. So that is why I'm laughing. Like the idea that you wake up to do something nice for, some, for somebody you don't know. You n- never see them wear your clothes. And in the middle of that, yeah. Uh, you get drive by racism. Dude. Yeah. Now, why are you laughing? Just the shockiness I'm, of the yellow. Laughing.
1: I'm laughing because the. How racist people jump to conclusions and assume that <laughs> I'm stealing clothes from a not, from a I, box
0: I, in a parking lot.
1: Yeah, it's just like if I was like. If I like my keys in the car and I'm trying to use a hanger to get them out and then somebody ride past and go. You're
0: breaking into you're
1: the into yeah. Why? Are you, you always. you anywhere's always stealing and breaking in the car. I like my keys in my car. What are you. This Cause is I'm my car. <laughs> Cuz I'm black and I'm using a hanger to, yeah. to to jam into this door to unlock it. I'm stealing. These are
0: it. these are my clothes. I bought these clothes and now I'm giving them away to somebody. Yeah. You n words are always stealing clothes from boxes and parking lots. Typical. I've seen it 50 times this week alone. Here you are another one again. As opposed to like it's crazy that it went so race specific. Like yeah. you could just be clothes be a clothes thief. It's like she had that that lady in that car was well, itching. What is the thing for though? What
1: it's to donate clothes, right? It's I like mean, a Salvation Army. I, I know maybe you're not supposed to like, but what if I need clothes? What if I need? Well, clothes? You're,
0: they're supposed to dump the box, take them to the church or whatever, and then you go to the church to get them. You're not supposed well, to climb people, in the.
1: Okay, what if people? Okay, what if those people need clothes though? Well, that's I the point. I also, that's the, that's the point. Also, it's
0: like these are donated clothes. Yeah. So if somebody is taking them, they probably need them.
1: Yeah, I know that's not that. So the, the idea right of being mad it. at,
0: but like you, if it like in her scenario, this is not a Kohl's. We're not at a. Nordstrom. Yeah. Yeah. This is a Saks Fifth Avenue. I'm at a box in a parking lot. If I am taking these clothes, it's cuz somebody put them in there to be taken. Right. Why are you so mad? Yes. And that's the that's where the hilariousness of racism is because you're you're crazy. Cuz yeah. that is like it's no other way to you're 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 crazy. So that's what makes it funny yeah. in a dark way where it's like you just called me the N word because I'm taking clothes that nobody wants Drive- out of a box in a parking lot? Drive by, though. Is- Why are you so mad? It's insanity. No. Nah,
1: in d- you nigger, you ever is always stealing clothes. Fades away as he goes down the street.
0: <laughs> Flink, letting the N fly out of the car while you got one hand on the steering Man. wheel. Fa, 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 fa. Just blasting N's and fam- a family trying to donate some clothes. You had an experience like that. For sure. I've yeah. never had an experience like that specifically, but I've had some in- encounters where it's the first thing is like you almost kind of like go numb because it's just shock. Yeah. And then your brain starts to process and that's when you get angry. Yeah. So it's not even like angry right out of the gate. So I could imagine that family being like, and I'm sure we're, if I keep reading, it'll say it with how they felt, but I'm going to, we're talking and I want you to tell your experience and how it felt for you. Oh, it's, but I would imagine. I didn't
1: know. Yeah. It's more story. Okay.
0: No, that was crazy. That's crazy. to That was a crazy thing to, to jump to. Like that was, (laughs) so we had, it took, it took some pause. But how did it feel for you like was it immediate anger or was it like confusion like what what was the what was the initial feeling yeah, before it ruined I mean, your day
1: It's funny cuz since we we actually went there I wanted to ask you have you like I know you say you haven't had that encounter yet have you had that encounter you just don't you don't know
0: No nobody's ever yelled like Nobody, a you, racial slur at that? me okay, uh, angry okay. it's always been um covert it's never been overt gotcha. yeah it's always been like
1: you know who you look like
0: or yeah. uh huh I know you like to eat one of the- I know you want some of that I mean, those times except was a guy that thought
1: you was like not supposed to be in the neighborhood that was close that
0: happened yes but he didn't he didn't go he didn't you go inward go. get out of here yeah. like it, it wasn't that you could trash so somewhere it, else yeah that was still c- that even that was still kind of covert cuz he wasn't he wasn't telling he wasn't minding his business like this lady but it he wasn't overtly telling me it. if i was right. a shaggy haired white college kid he would not have stopped me and Absolutely. asked me right. if if i was supposed to be in the neighborhood yeah, yeah. so but yeah yeah for but yours me, was like yours was overt
1: yeah for me it was like you know like again i was at work and at the moment because like this was the first time it ever happened to me and like me and my dad it's kind because like growing up me and my dad never had this conversation even if it he could have taught me he wouldn't have brought it up because it's kind of one of those things was like you know uh he probably just didn't want to talk about it or didn't want me to have that in the back of my head that this can happen mm-hmm. so um when it happened i was like because they did it twice so like the second time the first time i was like okay the second time they did it again i was like all right but at the moment it was just same like, scenario right it was like a drive-by it was like a, a drive-by yeah it was just like at the moment i was just like that's crazy but then like after i got home it was just like you know that shit is real because i've never had anything like that, that ever happen to me you hear stories and stuff like that, but then, like when it actually happens to you personally, you kind of, like you said, you kind of go in shock, and then you kind of get angry after the fact. It's a,
0: it's a slow, it's a slow burn.
1: Right, it's a slow burn because, like, only thing I could think of is, like, if that car comes back over here, I'm gonna remember, and I'm a, it's gonna be an issue mm-hmm. because I'm, a, I, I, work around here, it's gonna be an issue. So, like, I've never seen them again after that.
0: Yeah, it's a, that's a crazy one, man. Like, again, it's, it's never been that overt in my experience. So, yeah. but I, I would imagine. Because even in the covert scenarios I've been in, how you're describing it, it, it feels like this roller coaster of emotions. Because the For first sure. is like the audacity, yeah, the shock, yeah. Then when you start to really be like, and this motherfucker, they, they think I'm a bitch. They, now you, because like I didn't, I do, yeah. did I not do anything? Like I let them. You start to, it's yeah. it's this psychological warfare on yourself where you yeah. start to feel like you didn't, you didn't defend yourself. Yeah.
1: Because you go, you you kind of go like they would they would have never done that if they were walking in my faith, Yes, if they weren't in that car, they wouldn't they would have never done that. And yeah, it's just it's just it's anger and it could, but then you know, but by it never happened to me, you go like, oh racism, is, racism, that shit is is a real it's a real thing. Like you hear about it until it happens to you, and you mm-hmm. can call it the N word, and you go like, oh no, this shit is this shit is real, especially when it's blatant. For sure.
0: Because yeah. again, when it's,
1: again, everything else that we talk about,
0: what we've talked about on this podcast, like somebody grabbing their purse, somebody walking yeah. across the street, these things, you can't, I, I wouldn't go up to them and go, You are being racist right now. Why are you being racist? Yeah. But when somebody is blatantly, Hey, you're not allowed in the store. Why? Because you're black. Like if that ever happens to somebody, you go, Oh, wow, no, this racism shit is super real. Yeah. Like it's super real. Yeah. I, I, everything else has been. Is it? Was that this? Is that because I was black? Is yeah. that is that why they moved us to this table at the restaurant? But when it's like in wow. your face yes. like that, yeah. you go, wow, it is not, things change, but they stay the same. It's, that's, yeah. that's the thought you have in your mind where you go, I that's felt crazy. like, that's, that's I felt crazy. like we were so far. And then you get this realization of, of like, well, not that far. Not as far as you might think.
1: Yeah. Like so even if anyway. they wasn't right, ra- they could have just been like, that was, it was just a fun thing to do. To get under to a, you. A, a, a person's skin, yeah. Right. They could have been like, oh, I'm not racist. I just thought it was fun. At, that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, don't, but don't know how much damage, don't know how much damage and and mental shit that can put a person through. Like, it's just, that's crazy, man. Like, that one word does so much damage. And people kind of go, like, we need to kind of move past. Because there's people that go, like, it shouldn't hurt us as much as it does, that word, but it's just like, it cuts so deep. And there's so yeah. much history behind that word and everything else. And it's like, how can you just like what well, we said all the time yeah so take the power from it yeah it's like
0: especially when somebody calls it to you in the way that it was meant to be used exactly,
1: exactly.
0: like we've taken it and done whatever to it yeah. you know I, st- I still have my thoughts about for sure because white young, young white kids buy concert tickets right right so right. when boosie goes on stage when travis scott goes on stage there's predominantly white kids screaming the n-word at this black man on the stage and I have my thoughts about it, but it is what it is. Like, that's that's how they make their money. Yeah. You can't go, hey, man, every 80% white people in here, don't say this word. Like, you can't control that. But when somebody comes up to you and uses it in a derogatory manner, exactly. how am I not supposed to, how am I supposed to go, Psh. Now, I know that you're trying to insult me. I know that's why you're saying it to me, is to make me upset. But you know something? I'm not going to even give you the satisfaction. You're asking me to be this malevolent, uh, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King figure. Yeah. When I'm just at the Lytle, bro, I'm just at the Lytle. I'm trying to get some apples, some Fuji apples and, and enjoy my morning. And somebody's coming and throwing racism in my face. And you want me to take the high road. No,
1: you deserve an asshole. Period.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> you can't expect me to take yeah. the high road when I'm just living my black ass life. Yeah. And somebody's coming and trying to bring racism to me. And they're saying it to me to incite that out of me. They want to make me feel lower than myself. I can't just let somebody, I can't let that ride. I'm sorry. Yeah. So luckily I have not faced that situation and you never faced that situation face to face because I know you have hands and they work. Yeah. But anyway, so we're gonna get back to Mariah's story. So Mariah the the UN words are always stealing thing happens. She goes, I want to clarify that she said the actual word, not my censored version. She then speeds off and then heads into a nearby Burger King drive-thru. Mm. That is that's bold. That's a good day for her. She's like, I got to call somebody up. Mm,
1: I'm about to get this this triple this triple uh what is that called? The quadruple uh, burger? Why quadruple?
0: The the big the BK? Yeah. The big BK? Yeah. The or the long whopper? the long chicken sub sandwich?
1: Yeah. yeah. On Man, the sesame mm up. This gonna taste.
0: What a damn. This this is gonna this sandwich is gonna taste deracist. <laughs> de-racist. <laughs> so uh, so my mother, a woman who stands on big business, mm. jumps into the car and follows the woman into the drive through. Mm. My mom gets out of the car, walks over to the woman's passenger side window, taps on the window. She smiles and indicates for the woman to roll down her window. And reluctantly, the woman does. My mom asks, what'd you say? What was that you just called my children and me over there? Yeah, say it in my face. The lady lady stutters saying, well, I just thought y'all were. Nah. uh, Nah. but But was cut off by my mom, jumping fist first into her passenger window and popping her in the mouth. My
1: mom wore that lady out. Look, I'm not, you know, I'm not an advocate for all violence. I'm a pacifist, Fran. I'm uh, a pacifist. uh, Round of applause. Round of applause for mom. I
0: don't care. Punch a Nazi, bro. Punch a Nazi, bro. You gonna call me? You gonna call my kids that? No. Stand on.
1: Yeah.
0: She stood on a big business. You gonna call my kids that? And then you think you're just gonna go get a Whopper Junior? Yeah. You think you can just, do you think you don't got to get a mile away from the scene before you, after you do something like that? That's, that's, that's a lot of gall.
1: Yeah, for sure. To
0: think that you can, you can go and do that to some, a woman and her kids and then go get some BK chicken fries? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. That's, you know, no, no, no. So, um, yeah, you're right. We don't support and we don't encourage violence, but on this day, I would have chose violence as well.
1: Yeah. Got a wop, got a whop a crown on our head and shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) she's big in the burger king yeah she loves the king
0: she loves the king more than anything the only thing second is racism
1: racism yeah
0: it's whopper juniors then racism after her fist connected a few times with the lady's face my mom told the woman her full name and number just in case she wanted to call the police to tell them the story of why she has a golf ball size knot on her forehead Mm. then we drove off and continued with our day The woman did apologize after, stating that she thought we were taking clothes out of the box. That's not a good excuse for... Yeah, like, that's crazy. And the police were never called. Lastly, I would also like to point out that there was a black child in the back of the woman's car. Wow. Presumably her kid, when she decided to yell racist slurs towards my family, which is quite disheartening. I agree. That's the saddest part of the story. It's been all funny and big business and all that type of stuff. But to know that there was a black child in the backseat of this woman's car... That she was probably going to go get some Burger King for as well. That's sad, you know. Sorry if the story is too lengthy. We made it lengthy. It's it's not Mm -hmm. lengthy at all. I tried my best to keep it brief. I hope it met the criteria for Tales from the Hood. And I just want to say thank you for helping me get through the last four years of undergrad. Congratulations to you. Go get that degree so you can also stand on big business. Uh, y'all are so amazing. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much um, to Mariah. That was a very sweet and very real email. that We really appreciate you sending that one in. Let's uh, do one more. huh? It says, hello, feel free to use my name. Uh, oh, before I even get into it, again, affirmative murder at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys. Get those emails in. We want to hear the wildest stories from your neighborhood, from your local fast food restaurant, from Wherever, a, a trip abroad, Halloween, Hanukkah, Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving, birthday stories, a crazy birthday night, we're into those two. So just any kind of crazy story that you have, uh, Tales from the Hood, Affirmative Murder, or you want, murder, advice. You, or you a, want some advice from Fran. Advice. You, can, you, you can always wrap in whatever your story is with, hey, Fran, what are your thoughts? How would you handle this? Yeah. Feel free to do that. Or just just go straight up advice from Fran. Ask Fran. Um, Affirmative murder at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys. And let's get into our last email before we take off. Once again, also, I'm, I'm sorry to keep hitting you guys with stuff. But let me just say one more thing. January 15th, 2024. We are doing a live show. The tickets are a third of the way sold. We are just over 30 days left still. I think we're about 32 days left until the show. We are very excited to be doing this show with the wonderful... An amazing story, having Madison McGee from Ice Cold Case. We are teaming up, joining forces for a one-night event. It will be a super fun time. The tickets are on sale right now, on sale from now until the day of the show. But the tickets will increase marginally as it gets closer to the day. Obviously, this is the cheapest you can get the tickets. Is right now. They're a third of the way sold. If you would like a ticket, please. The link is in our um, Instagram bio, and it will be in the link will also be in each show note going forward. We'll make sure we put it in the show descriptions. going forward. You can click that link and buy your tickets if you would like to uh, join us in Baltimore for our first live show. We're super excited. Uh, Fran, who knows what he'll be doing. Maybe he'll be doing some close-up magic. Um, we, we, don't know, we, we don't know what Fran's going to be doing. The possibilities are endless. All right, Fran, let's get into our, uh, let's get into our last email and get up out of here. So again, this email is from Kara. It says, feel free to use my name. I grew up in the 80s and 90s in a rural Wisconsin town. This was very much a time when kids were outside all day in the summer, rarely checking them with parents. I was 12 in 1994, and this summer day was no different than any other. I decided to go for a bike ride down the road, something I had done a 100 times before and it never bothered my mom. But that day, her intuition kicked in, and she decided to watch me from across a field. She noticed that a van slowed down behind me. I was oblivious and ran into the field calling my name. I was so embarrassed, but turned around and went home, while the van continued on its way. Two days later, a girl's bike was found on the side of a road about a mile.
1: She she said she ran to the field and someone was calling her name?
0: So her her mom was outside watching while she was riding her bike on this day, but usually she just rides her bike. But this day her mom was like across a field or across the street in a field watching her ride her bike and then ran towards her, to come get her, screaming her name. Like, okay. come on, get got in the you, house. Got okay. got Two days later, a girl's bike was found on the side of a road, about a mile from where I was riding, and a 12-year-old girl was missing. Our house was in the search area, and I remember police searching through our yard and shed to see if they could find her. Hmm. The police were particularly interested in our yard as they found a name scratched into our... Ooh. As they found a name scratched into our mailbox. My name is Kara. Like... Oh, Cara. Car- my name is Kara, And the missing girl was Cora. Hmm. However, my name is commonly misspelled with a C. Mm-hmm. Her, sp- her name is spelled K-A-R-A. Yeah. My name is commonly misspelled with a C. We are assuming someone had wrote my name there, but misspelled it. And because they are so close, it looked like it could have been her name. Mm. Five days after she went missing, her body was found a few counties away. Eventually, a man, David Spanbauer, was arrested for the rape and murder of Cora Jones. Mm. He had previously spent 30 years in prison for rape and had been paroled in 1991. When convicted with Cora's murder, he also confessed to the murder of two others. One, one, a 10-year-old girl he abducted from a rural road while she was riding her bike in 1992, and a 21-year-old woman he killed while trying to burglarize her home. He was sentenced to three life sentences plus 405 years. Mm. He died in prison in 2002. I will never know if he was in the van behind me that day, but I am so glad my mom followed her gut and called me in that day. Wow. Yeah. You know, and again, she'll never know for sure, but in the uh, the same area of just a little bit down the road, a little girl went missing and she was riding her bike like you were riding your bike. Yeah. So you just never know how close you are with some bad stuff. Just the way you brush things, go left when you could have gone right. Man, That's really crazy, man. Uh, shout out to Cara. That was a, a wild email with some uh, sad turn of events. But you are fortunate yeah. that you are okay. And that's what that's what we can take from it. You know, just you know, keep an eye on your kids. Keep an eye on your family. Keep your family close. We don't live. You know, Friend, right, let me ask you this before we get out of mm-hmm. here. Do you think we ever lived in this world that people talk about the 80s and 90s, or do you think it was just as dangerous then, but we didn't have access to uh, the internet to to hear all the stories going on? I said that before. Do you think those people were delusional, or do you think it was just a it really was a different time?
1: I don't. I I think it was, I think it's a combination of both. I think that this stuff was always going on. And I said this before that stuff like this always happens. it's been happening, but yeah, we just didn't have phones where like the news was in the palm of our hand. 24 7 all the time and and there there were times well I, it's hard to speak on it because we're we're males we're we're boys so it's like it's just different for us to go out be out all day say mom dad all right, i'll see you later and be out 10 12 hours and not hear yeah. from your parents any, any parent, yeah, yeah your man. parents but like for a, a girl and them being by themselves and that being sorry to say and it sucks to say this because I have a daughter too, but that's opportunities for those sick people out there that that's looking for opportunities like that to kind of jump on. You know, a child a, a child that's by themselves riding a bike. The stuff has always been going on. to the eighty eighties, nineties was it different? Yes, but I just think that the times were different. But the stuff was still happening. It was it was always yeah. happening. Now we're just seeing it so often. It's will I compete open up your computer the news pops up you turn on your phone twitter tv it's just, it's everywhere so it seems like it's 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 happening more than it was you know 20 30 years ago 40 years now ago. At, so now as a parent let me ask you this because now we're, we're talking about
0: 80s and 90s parents being delusional yeah. and having a false sense of security do you think there is a middle ground do you think that parents today are overly cautious or do you think there's no such thing as overly cautious when it comes to kids? Or do you think there is a, a middle ground of like, go outside, have your phone on you, come back when the streetlights come on, but just check in? Do you think there's a middle ground of like, go outside for 10 hours and don't leave the front of the house?
1: I think it depends on how old the child is and the people that are hanging around with their friends. Are they are they, are they immediate neighbors of yours? Are they living the same street? You know, from, you know, Sophie's four and it's like we're and when she's outside, we're outside. Like we don't mm-hmm. or oh, we're right by the window. There's never we just uh, I don't think it's being overly protective being at the door watching them cuz you just don't you cannot you can go to the bathroom and anything can happen within that 2 to 3 minutes. You just I'm Step just away. not willing to risk that. Right? So of it's course. like if I'm going to the bathroom, I say Steph, hey, look, I'm going to the bathroom. Switch. Switch. It's just is the times different. Yes, but it's just like I don't I don't think is there's a such thing as being overly protective of your kids. I, I
0: tend to I tend I tend to agree with that. I I think I I like think I that's, mean that's, it's a child they're guess. they're they're vulnerable. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Like there's no such thing as overbearing when you talk about putting your kid out into the world. Yeah, I think you could be over. I think people can be overbearing as far as you know what kids eat and what they consume and all. You can be overbearing. That's kind of the kind of toys they play with. Sometimes yeah. parents do a little too much. Right. But when you talk about, hey, go outside and ride your bike, being able to go, man, I mean, obviously we were like 12, 13, 14 years old. Yeah. But the freedom that I had, even at like nine, oh yeah, for sure. My mom was at work to just be like, from, from, from what, 3, 2.30, 2.45, 3 o'clock, out of school to like 6 o'clock, I could do whatever yeah. I wanted to do. Luckily, I was such a bitch as a kid like <laughs> I didn't I didn't want to do anything but if I met some kids that were like yo we steal bikes and we take the tires off this bike and put them on this bike and we spray paint the, the yeah, base and yeah. we yeah, just yeah. that's what we do right. I that could have been the life that that, that led me down a wrong path but I was such a bitch that I'm like now am I free to do whatever I want yeah but I don't want to do bad stuff and get in
1: trouble uh, so uh, that was luckily that I was me my mom used to work from like three so as I was getting out of school my mom was going to work She'd get off she didn't get off till 11. Right, so like I had my older brother there at the time, but like he was still young and kind of doing his own thing. So I was just was out doing all kinds of crazy shit, (laughs) just like just out, and it's just like, and there's never, (laughs) there's never was somebody like my brother. He cared, but it was like, man, just leave me alone. I'm trying to be a rapper and hang on my friends. Just I'm just doing, and it's I just be like, all right, I just be outside all. All if God you need me to long.
0: beat up somebody yeah. who did something come to you, come yeah, get me yeah. for that.
1: Other than that, leave me the hell alone. And it's just like, you hungry? I'll make a sandwich, bologna sandwich, whatever we had. And it was just like, man, those times you just, just we just used to be out all goddamn day long and just, just fucking around, man. Just yeah. Now you just, you just. I don't know if you. I don't know what the kids are doing now. Kids are smoking. It's like, there's no way in hell I was smoking weed at like that age. It's, it's no. insane. That's, me being out all the time, now at work, it's crazy. how what I kids, what I see kids do at a young, such a young age, it's nuts. Kids hitting the jewel at like nuts.
0: twelve, it's crazy. You guys, you guys, you guys puffing the jewel at twelve.
1: We was riding bikes, riding yeah. bikes. Oh man, man, riding bikes outside, having a good time. having little football yeah. games, basketball games. Yeah, man, I just, I, I just, I think about those things. those times. That's that's that's
0: a different time now. I
1: I can agree good with that. good
0: t- good times, fun stuff. Yes. That stuff should come back. Yes neighborhoods, all the kids oh, knowing each man. other. Because that, in that situation, like at your house, like when we were kids, when I would come to your house, yeah. the field that all the kids played at was in the neighborhood. So right. it was like, if the parents really wanted to, they could drive past when they're coming exactly. home from work or going to the store. Like yeah. the kids were around. They weren't like miles away from home, right. getting uh, on in Ubers or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like it still was like a neighborhood feel. Yeah. But when you look back on it as an adult, you know, you think when you go back, how how far back? Eight, seven, where you you know, because 14, 13, You got a little bit more, especially a bunch of boys. Right, right. Less likely, less still dangerous. Less likely to be kidnapped and things like that. But when you look back and just reflect on the things that you thought were normal and okay, and even you laugh about, you still, when you think about how you want to raise your kids, you go, "I wouldn't want to do it that way." So I don't think there's anything any such thing as overbearing when it comes to protecting a child. But I do like there was a, a TikTok I saw about, and I think we all, maybe every kid, but I feel like sometimes Black people we we all live the same life. Yeah. The amount of things that we relate to. And I saw one of those videos of like a parent doing homework with their kid mm-hmm. and being like, if Kevin had three carrots was it with the puppet? and he gave the carrots was huh? with the puppet, that No, it was a, like his, it oh, was okay. a man and a kid. And, but like, but it was, it was like, it was like two men, yeah. but the, the man was pretending to be the yeah, kid. And yeah, they're yeah. like, I don't know. Seven. Yeah. Like, you're just like, <laughs> that's just, you laugh about it. Cause you go been there, yeah. but like, you should have never been, because that's like not okay. I would never want to make education a stressful, emotional thing for my child. What? And I know yeah. it's frustrating to try to teach your kids something, yeah. but it's like, yeah. that's just, when I see it, I laugh because I'm like, I I live that, but it makes me think about breaking the cycle. That's the only thing I think about when I see it.
1: But I, it's it's super realistic because like, I'll do it now. I'm, just, I'm not doing it to that extent where I'm yelling, but I feel right. like, how was this? Because you're an adult. So it's like, yeah, yeah, you're you like, Just get it. Yeah. It's like, you can't. <laughs> Kind of relate to a kid's brain, where it's just like, yeah, like, the you just got is, is this here. Easy? Just, Why can't you understand that? And and that makes you upset. But you got to remember, like, oh, this is a child who's like, you just got here. You group. never, <laughs> you, that's the that's the that's the yeah. part. Yeah, 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 that's
0: the yeah. part. Like that's the that's the switch you always got to flip in your head For of sure. like, yeah, yeah. they ain't never seen three, right? They never seen seven. Yeah. They don't even seven is like, they just are kind of understanding what seven is. And now you're like, well, you take seven and you split it, and now it's four. You're like. That's easy. Yeah, yeah, Three plus three is six, yeah, but it's like yeah. three, two threes in a, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's the T? It's like, but you got to always keep that in mind. Like they never seen this yeah. stuff before. It's their first time seeing all of this stuff. Yeah. And I feel like I was the child of a young mom, the pressures of that, the financial pressures. She might not have been able to have the nurturing tone all the time because it's like,
1: it's 8.30. 30. You
0: didn't tell me you had homework because already I'm like, <laughs> right. I didn't want to do it. So I, I, I go through the changes. <laughs>
1: like you've been playing all day. You mean your homework is due tomorrow? It's like, and it's just, it's just, it's something you can't, it's, it's always going to be that way, bro. It's always, yeah. and it's like, Sophie does well in school. She passed her test, but you still go to go like, five fingers is five, five fingers. This never changes. This is always <laughs> 10. This is always five. It's like, how do you not understand? This is always yeah. five. There's never <laughs> anything else. It's always five. How do you not get that? And it's like, you kind of go to like, all right, this, these are kids. Yeah, Take a, but like you, you just, I think you're just gonna do that as a parent. I think that's just natural.
0: Yeah, yeah man. but uh, yeah, again, thank you to everybody who sent some emails in today. Again, if you would like to send an audio submission, then I, I ask. Fran and I both ask. But keep it under keep it under six minutes. Yeah. Keep it under six minutes. Let's keep it tight. Get right. What did you say, Fran, earlier? What was that thing you said? Get right. I, we want the meat yeah, uh, yeah, or something, whatever, the, you, something to them, whatever, the meat, you. The yeah, the whatever you. We don't want the potatoes. We don't want yeah, the meat. whatever you.
1: And of his, we just want the meat.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we just, yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's, Fran just wants to meet. What's and mean? we Yeah, so uh, affirmative murder at gmail.com. Please get them in. We would love to hear from you guys, literally hear from you guys, but also writing. People have been sending in some great concise emails, yeah. like all the people that submitted today. Um, thank you guys for the amazing submissions. Again, tickets are on sale right now. We would love to see you at the live show. But until then, we'll see you guys Thursday. Be safe. Be happy. Be merry. Deuces.